Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. We're going to stop here and pause for a little bit and just chat with you guys. So we love you so much. And uh, we're just going to talk about some promotional stuff we got going on. You know, like we got all the good stuff. You know, the truezilla.org forward slash donate where you can go contribute to the show. If you find any value, you can give it back. PayPal, Venmo, Cash App, Bitcoin, Shitcoin, whatever you want to do. Nice, sir. That was good, huh? Well done. Okay. Yes. Also, get yourself a Truezilla t-shirt. Yes. These are off the hook. It's all coming apart with, with Fauci, the whole Fauci narrative. So you can pile on with a Fauci gave us all AIDS t-shirt. It actually, it's great. Go check it out. Truezilla.org forward slash shirts. So help pile on to the madness. And uh, you guys, we got a really special deal going on here. So we have our first like <clears throat> uh, sponsor of the show. Yeah. Um, he's actually a good friend of the shows, Mr. Yeah. Cody. Cody. Cody Crystals, Cody. dude. Yes. Cody underscores, Cody's underscore crystals. Let me make sure I got that right. On Instagram. You guys go check him out, dude. He, he's yeah, living he the has. dream. He is selling his wares online and making a, making a living doing what he loves doing. And his crystals are freaking amazing. He sells like all these gems and yeah. crystals and they're sculpted. Beautiful. Yeah, it's C-O-D-Y-S underscore crystals. C-R-Y-S-T-A-L-S. Yeah. He's been with us since the beginning and he's uh, helping the truth train chug along here, you Heck guys. Yeah. So so much love to Cody, man. Love so what you're doing. Love. So yes. badass. You, Cody, At least sure. go follow him. Check out what he's doing, dude. So rad. Absolutely. So yeah, good. I love him. I sit there with my youngest and we watch his live shows. Yeah, so pretty totally. pretty fantastic. So definitely catch him. <clears throat> yep. All right, guys, so if you can't donate financially, please just like, share, and subscribe to our show. That really helps uh, beat the algorithms. Absolutely. And don't forget to uh, please give us five-star rating on iTunes and I think Spotify. Sure. Okay, yeah. yeah. Please them. do, though, guys. Like, we, you're, you're listening. Like, thumbs up us. If you're watching this on YouTube, <coughs> thumbs up us, please. Make a good comment, too. Sure, Comments yeah. goes a long ways. We'll talk to you. Yeah, let Tim Cook know that uh, we don't give a shit about his agenda, right? So there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, also, you guys, check out truthtrs.com, right? Yes. TruthTRS.com, yes. new sponsor of ours as well. We talk a lot about uh, environmental toxins, heavy metals, mm -hmm. spray it in the air, in the water, in the food. Well, Advanced TRS will help get all Injected. that stuff out of your system. Yes. You know, it's proven. I've used it. We've all yep. used it. Yeah, it's yeah, great it's stuff. Phenomenal results. Give Look at the testimonials. TruthTRS.com. TruthTRS.com. Absolutely a product that we all could get behind 100%. and has been so beneficial to our lives. So it's... Yeah, Absolutely. We're excited to see yeah. all the people that We helps. practice what we preach. And we're like, we're trying to offer solutions. We're all about solutions on this show. Well, here is a solution for you. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. There you I go. Still eat M Ms. She still eats M Ms. I don't know. If not too often. I don't know yeah. if I don't know if Advanced TRS will help. Okay, with it's not true. I've been going know. down to Handles Ice Cream too often though. Okay, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if Advanced TRS. I don't know if Advanced TRS will get rid of Ice Cream and M Ms, but you know, it's worth a shot. I don't know. You might want to talk to Tim James about those problems. Right. Right. There you go. All right, guys. Enjoy the show. Zilla. I am Megan, sitting here with Scott and Ed. Hello. Our guest tonight is Bob Snee, a practicing attorney here in Oregon who is known for his activism in the medical freedom movement. He's an accomplished attorney with 30 years litigation experience that includes vaccine rights. Bob, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. Glad yeah. that Thanks you're for here. inviting me along. Absolutely. Thanks so much for coming on, Bob. You know, um, I've, I've seen you in some of the uh, medical freedom, uh, the Oregonians for medical freedom, uh, meetings we've had. Uh, I remember one specifically, uh, we we're on 8th Street here in Eugene, and you spoke uh, amongst a few other people that spoke. And I'm pretty sure it was you that were telling me that, uh, you know, you were somewhere by a CDC building and you looked in a window and there was a poster on the wall that said, you know, they wanted to get, the, uh, long story short, that eventually they wanted to get a vaccine that would, uh, that would change our DNA. 
And that would that would kind of be the ultimate goal, right? And uh, and was it you that said that? I, I I think you might be confusing me with somebody else. Okay, well, sorry. For I, saying I have that. I've been in the I have been to Atlanta and I've been to a protest at CDC there sure. about five years ago, four years ago now. Sure, but. Uh, <clears throat> Didn't never get a chance to look in any of the windows. Okay, well, I, someone uh, at, right at the, the meeting street. I saw you at said that, but well, anyways, it, it, the purpose being, I, Oregonians for medical freedom has been a you know a big part of you know the, the movement in Oregon, and it's uh, it's great to have you here. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, so I guess a kind of good place to start is uh, how did you get involved in the medical freedom movement? Huh. Um, when my son, who's going to be twenty five next month. Uh, was under a year old and suffered an adverse reaction to his vaccines. Um, gave me pause to continue to look into the issues and research them further. And then about four years later, three, four years later, as he was getting ready to attend school, um, I approached a law school classmate of mine who's then a state senator. And uh, I looked at the laws and realized that Oregon had a religious exemption for vaccines for school children, but they didn't have a philosophical exemption. And at that time, I didn't um, belong to a church that was opposed to vaccination. I um, didn't want to be a hypocrite. So I figured, you know, there's, I looked around the country at that time, I think there's about 17 states that recognize a philosophical exemption and approached her and suggested that we asked her if she would introduce a bill on my request that would add a philosophical exemption. Got a hearing in front of the Senate Education Committee. The State Health Department, as it was called back then, came out and opposed the bill, saying we don't need this religious exemption because we have a broad administrative definition of religion, which includes, quote, any set of beliefs, practices, or ethical values, close quote. <clears throat> so. The bill never made it out of committee, but uh, back in the, that would have been 2001, at that time, there's probably about 1%, 2% of uh, school children claim the religious exemption or a medical exemption. And uh, over the next couple of years, I'd like to take, hopefully think it was because of the publicity of that uh, hearing on that bill, exemption rates slowly started to climb in Oregon. Um, Interesting note that uh, state senator and former classmate um, is now our current governor, Kate Brown. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, she's, she's not a big fan. We're not big fans. We'll say yeah. that. We'll put it that uh, way. Right? Well, she doesn't return my phone calls or email, so I don't <laughs> think she's a fan of me anymore either. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, wow, wow, wow. Can we get her phone number and email? I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> I have some things. I, like I, have, some things, I have some pent up. Some pent up. Uh, I mean, you know, I can be very diplomatic about it. You know, I feel like I. No, I'm we have some information oh for her. Yeah. yeah, we would like to. We'd like to educate her. That's it. I mean, like, so Kate, listen, listen. Okay, so here, here I don't know where you're getting your information from, but uh, <laughs> you know, here's an alternative perspective, perhaps. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't you know, know. Over the next few years, I got busy raising uh, the family and uh, focusing on my practice and was away from the movement for a number of years and then 2013 came along and that was when they decided to change the law to remove religious exemptions and create the non-medical exemption that required you to watch an education module or get signed off by your doctor so you could um, claim that exemption. Um, I just happened to have a court of appeals case on a constitutional law issue that I was arguing at the uh, 
Supreme Court building in Salem, which is at the other end of the block from the state capitol, <clears throat> the same day that the Senate was going to be uh, debating. So I think it was Senate Bill, I forget the number, uh, back in 2013, but the Senate bill that created the education module is gonna be debated on the floor of the Senate. So as soon as I finished my oral argument, I ran uh, to the Senate Capitol building, went to the Senate gallery to watch the argument. It passed on party lines. And as soon as the bill passed, I became an instant lobbyist. I ran to the other end of the building where the house was in session, uh, passed a note to my representative from the district I was living in at the time, said, I need to speak to you. And Five, 10 minutes later, he came out and said, listen, this bill just passed in the House and the Senate. It's coming to your house in the next couple of days. I need you to vote against this bill. I, um, sadly, he was a Democrat and he voted for it. Uh, it passed and I was one of three people that appeared in the House committee hearing on that bill to testify against it at that time. I, I'm, it kind of slid under the radar for a lot of folks, including uh, you know, some national organizations, National Vaccine Information Center, which um, has a presence here in Oregon and usually sends somebody to testify against bills that are gonna take away vaccine rights. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. Well, that vaccine module to watch it, because I've had to watch it, uh, it's, it's so, uh, it's in such error and what, what information they would have, what little bit they would shove down your throat through those modules is not any kind of informed consent. It's not any kind of informed anything. No. Um, it's it's an absolute joke, and it's it's, it's propaganda. it really is. It's an insult to intelligence to have to sit and watch that, and you have to. And they want you to watch it for each child. And they wanted me anytime we switch schools, like we can transfer records over. So I had to rewatch it for each child, and it's just. Uh, I mean, the whole time I'm just making notes about, no, this isn't accurate, this isn't accurate, this is wrong, you're wrong there. You just turn the volume off and just get down to the end. And <laughs> If the module was truly about giving people informed consent, it'd be mandatory that everybody watch it, including those who go to their doctor and say, it's time for your baby's vaccines. Okay, yeah, and without giving it a second thought. The sole purpose of that education module is to create burdens to make it harder yes. to yes. claim an exemption. Yes. In the hopes that people are going to say, oh, I'm not going to bother wasting an hour sitting through this. I'll just take my kid to the doctor and inject him with toxins that I don't know about. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's really uh, the whole mindset is it's mind boggling. They think that us vaccine risk aware people um, don't read the science, don't have legitimate concerns, don't have um, valid reasons for um the concerns of what can potentially happen um, from the accumulation of you know, toxins from various vaccines. And, and the reality is, is most of us end up here because of a vaccine injured child or someone close to us being injured. We've, we've seen it because honestly, I mean, it's, it's so propagandized from a, a young age. It's just, it's, it's, it's hard to go against this narrative. Like I have to say, like I kind of was drug into this movement by, uh, by the mother of my children who, who is calling it out. Right. And even, even watching it in my own child, I was, I don't, I don't, it can't be the vaccine. Right. Like and I, I had to really, really yeah. see the evidence that, that the, the science that they claim they have doesn't exist. Right. Like it's, it's based, right. it's, it's a house of cards that it falls as, as soon as you pull one out. So um, it's 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 based on a faith that rises to the level of religious portions proportions. Yes, hundred percent, hundred percent. So, 
Um, when you have studies of one vaccine and one ingredient to make a blanket statement that all vaccines don't create autism or don't create all these other issues, that's a leap of faith. There's no science behind that whatsoever. And, and I mean, when you go the other way there, I mean, the, the, the causation doesn't equal or correlation doesn't equal <laughs> causation is their whole argument. But I mean, there are so many correlations that you have to start taking the abundance of the, the evidence. And, and I mean, I think most of us. Unless you're claiming that vaccines saves lives. Yeah, yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. Of course. Of course. Then there is a correlation and it's yeah, a causation yeah. is proven. Yeah, of course. hundred percent, hundred percent. But um, yeah, yeah. J.B. Hanley does one of the proves that point over and over so well. But uh, um, so I want to kind of know, you know, being on, on the law side of it, you know, uh, there was a bill that was coming through and I don't know uh, what it's that happened that, that was going to make it. They were going to try to remove the medical exemption in Oregon, right? They were going to try to do that. I mean, they tried last year and it didn't it didn't go through. And uh, right. I mean, we saw it happen in California and it's kind of in, it's in every legislative season now. Right. It's kind of there's a risk of it happening. Well, let's see. Senate bill, this year, the bill number was uh, Senate Bill 254. Yeah, 254. yeah. And, and, and since 2015, that was the third bill introduced in Oregon that would have eliminated exemptions, non-medical exemptions for school children. Um, Oregonians to Medical Freedom came into being in 2015 for Senate Bill 442, which was Senator Steiner Hayward's first attempt to eliminate uh, vaccine exemptions. He was the primary sponsor of that bill. Um, and the bill, when it was initially introduced, wasn't a complete um, elimination of exemptions, but by the time it got to committee, it had been amended to include that. So yeah, it's been a constant drumbeat. Um, I've <clears throat> looking at some of the documents from uh, an organization called as Nacho, the National Organization of City and County Health Officers. Um, Back in the early 2003, 2004, they did a presentation up in Washington. And their policy goal is that, blanket goal is, eventually we wanna establish vaccines coverage from cradle to grave. And in order to get adults, you and I to accept mandates, they've gotta eliminate the exemptions for children first. If they get eliminated for children first, then it's gonna be easier for them to mandate them for adults. And really, quite honestly, the only reason Senate Bill 254 did not get anywhere this year, never even got a hearing in committee, is because of COVID and the attention that they're putting on that. And they also knew it was going to be a toxic bill and that they're going to face a lot of opposition like they did in 2019. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I, I think that the goal, and I, maybe it was you that said this at that same uh, meeting I referenced earlier, that uh, I, I think that the goal was, you know, this, what is it, a $50 billion a year uh, industry now for the, the childhood vaccines. It's a, when they can turn it into, when they can get the adults on board, it could turn into like a trillion dollar, you know. I mean, maybe not a trillion. Well, let's see. It's, it's, 1986 is when they passed the act that made the uh, vaccines for children liability free for manufacturers. The vaccine schedule for children has more than tripled since then. Um, there's, depending upon who you ask or look at, um, there's between 170 to 300 different vaccines in development today. Um, the majority of those are targeted towards adults and adult illnesses and diseases. Um, I mean, we run out of childhood disease. How many other 
childhood diseases are there that they haven't attacked with the vaccine yet? Yeah. Yeah. Well, part of it is just yeah. inventing new ones, right? Yeah, man. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. 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 Yeah. So much to get into, man. I've got I've got some questions for sure. Uh, well, how I mean, I think you know, I mean, we need to really get into yeah, how we're yeah. sitting in Oregon. Yeah. I mean, I think now you know maybe the the focus has shifted off these childhood vaccines for this legislative season. Maybe it'll bring. I'm sure the I'm sure it's coming back around, but you know, with the focus on COVID and what they've done with COVID, I haven't even I haven't even given you know it could come back before this session sure, is over. Sure. Yeah. Until until sign a die happens, which I think is June thirtieth. Yeah. Um. Any bill that's currently in play that's already made it to the House uh, that it didn't originate in, um, a favorite tactic in Salem is gut and stuff. As long as the bill, the relating to clause, pertains to health care or health issues, they can gut and stuff a bill, change the bill entirely, and put in a, you know, all of the provisions of what was in 254 and throw it in a bill that's already in past one house and is in the other house. God, that's so terrible. But I mean, I, I know, um, uh, was it 2019 when they, when they tried to push that one? I mean, they, <clears throat> how many thousands of people were at the courthouse protesting? You know, I, I think, I think this, I do think this is more than just Oregon though. I mean, this is across the country every time they're trying to do this in every state and mm -hmm. in every state, but they're, they're coming up to a lot of opposition. I mean, I, I think in Oregon, I heard like the, um, the, the, lawmakers and stuff were like they've never seen a resistance like this to any bill right like they've never seen this many people they we had people daily walking the halls yeah. meeting legislatures senators and representatives passing out cookies um being friendly yeah. getting to know them as people bringing their kids with them letting them know this is my son this is my child who's in vaccine injured yeah uh, this is what they've gone through because of this please don't take away the right to choose from me. Um, until the Timber Unity Rally that was held in two years ago or a year ago, um, the Oregonians for Medical Freedom Rally that we held in front of Salem uh, to defeat who was then House Bill 3063 in 2019. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they had never seen a rally of that size. Um, of course, the news media reported as a couple hundred protests and anti-vax protesters. Reality, um, I figure between 2,500 and 3,000 people showed up for our second rally that we had that year. That's incredible. And that's great. I mean, that's what we need to um, do, though. So we absolutely well, must do. We're doing it next week, yep, next yep. Wednesday. Yep. I'll June see you 9th, there. I'll see you yep. there. From 10 to 2. Um, yep. Yep. We're having Excited. another rally of having a vigil um, yep. for all the children that have been harmed from COVID. Um, their education has been stolen from them. They've been emotionally harmed. Um the psychological damage of being forced to wear a mask in school, to wear a mask while you're running on a basketball court or on a oh yeah, cross country track trail, it's it's insanity. Um, and after you know the release of uh, Fauci's emails <laughs> in the past couple of days, <laughs> I, the fact that we're still worried about people having a mask on in Oregon just astounds me. Yeah, I mean it's like when is common sense? And science going to be followed. Yeah, it absolutely. People don't want to be ripped away from their illusions. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they want to be right. They want to <clears throat> they be do. right. Yeah. They want to be right more than they well, they've want had to a lot of power and they've had a lot of yep. virtue and they've they've felt very powerful to be able to tell other people what yep. they can and can't do. And I think that just kind of created that snowball effect of all of these disempowered humans that all of a sudden had 
all of this supposed this this feeling of you know authority over other people and and people don't want to give that up and and sadly it all of that energy the, the enemy becomes those of us who are risk aware mm -hmm. who don't want to take a experimental product that's still not approved by the fda right um <clears throat> You know, most vaccines take three to five years to get to the status where they get approved. This one took nine months, and the long-term testing is still underway. Absolutely. You know, by, by, def by definition, it's still an experimental vaccine, but yeah. yet there's this headlong rush, you know, free donuts and beer if you get your <laughs> vaccine. Oh, it's just oh, everywhere it's you close. turn, it's just a re relentless propaganda campaign coming at you from yeah. every single angle, all across all social media platforms. It's just like nothing you, I've ever seen. It's like it almost seems like all these infrastructures were designed specifically for this purpose. Like yeah. it's just being yeah. maximized the potential of all these things specifically for and geared to only propagandize us towards taking a vaccine. It's it, just insane. It truly is a broad and all-encompassing propaganda campaign. Yeah. And I've lost a lot of, I'm not sure they had much trust and faith in public health officials to begin with, but when I see what they're doing, what they focus on, um, all they are is a marketing arm for the pharmaceutical industry. Yep. Yes. 100%. Absolutely. 100%. Mm -hmm. 100%. Absolutely. They, they have, they don't care about, you know, one out of six kids have attention deficit disorders today. Right. Um, Allergies are through the roof. Yeah. I mean, 54% of children have a chronic health issue. Yes. Yeah. In the, the United States of America, the number one country in the world, supposedly, our health is terrible. Yeah. It, it really is terrible. Um, I'm not saying that's from vaccines, but they're not even looking yeah. to figure out what's causing all of this. You know, one in 32 children being autistic today compared to one in 10,000 when I was going to school. I didn't know any autistic kids. We didn't have, it was unheard of. The more chemicals in our food, three times the number of vaccines, you're spraying all of the atmosphere and yep. everything we breathe with every kind of toxin that we don't want to be breathing. And GMO, GMOs and glyphosate yep. and everything yeah. else. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we can't pinpoint yeah. that it's exactly only vaccines, but certainly with the accumulation, I mean, it's the accumulation of the toxicity all around us, really. Yeah. And I yep. think like what I heard someone says, like, like uh, vaccines are like the 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 trigger that like puts you over. Right. Like yeah. they're there. The, often that's what happens. You're just you're bombarded with so many toxic you know whether it's heavy metals or, or whatever you know that you're getting in and you, the vaccine gets that right into you and that's the thing that pushes you over the edge right, right. Like, totally I think that that's yeah. soft kill you know, i had the, i had the kill. pleasure of meeting dr paul thomas back in 2015 yeah. when we both testified in front of the senate hearing committee um i had the fortuitous uh luck of sitting next to him yeah. um at an NPC before and after we each testified and I, he really nailed it in his book the vaccine friendly yeah. plan in the first chapter Toxins, toxins, toxins. Hundred percent. You know, it's it's a matter matter of the body being overloaded and not able to naturally detox these chemicals and you know, adjuvants and other yeah. ingredients that you know, cause our systems to go haywire. Mm -hmm. Well, and when you look at the 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 huge entity 
that is meant to quote unquote save us and keep us healthy when they profit profit off of us being sick they profit <laughs> off of us dying they profit oh, yeah. off of our symptoms they profit off of all of the fallout that people are experiencing with autoimmune issues for from vaccines i mean it's um you know it's it's really telling that i mean even at this point the fact that it's not more broadly questioned about why vitamin D sunlight and proper psychological fellowship with other human beings is not being shoved, but people are lining up for the, to be literally the experiment of this broad government entity at the, you know, with the, with the promise of a donut at the end. It just, it's, it's, it just blows my mind. What's, what's crazy is that people, yeah, doctors that I know, presented information to Oregon Health Authority last summer, showed them the documentation of how vitamin D could help yeah. reduce the number of people who were getting infected and lessen the symptoms of those who did get infected. Um, they don't want to know about conversations. it. Conversations. Yeah, they don't, they, not one healthy recommendation has come out from Oregon Health Authority. And get, get, get out in the sun, get some vitamin, fresh air and vitamin D. Get it naturally or supplement yourself with vitamin D. Um, early last summer, my partner was got a hold of a study out of Austria that included the autopsies of 11 people that had died from COVID. And looking through the autopsies, there was one common factor among all 11 people that had died. Vitamin D. They had, the vitamin D was gone. Mm-hmm. Every one of them was deficient in vitamin D. Yeah. It's like, okay, here's something that's inexpensive readily available and works yeah. and that's works. why they don't want us to have it and it's not only that but you'll get deplatformed you'll get your license taken away like i didn't even know that there was a law enforcement branch or arm of the food and drug administration the fda and i've heard cases of them like literally like swatting offices that recommend like like a vitamin c therapy or uh, something uh, like operation quack hack well, they really quack-hack. don't want you to yeah. talk yeah. about vitamin yeah. c therapy yeah. Yeah. it's just insane yeah. um so. it's it's insane to take health advice from people who also talk about how they want to detop, depopulate the world. Oh, yes. <laughs> I love it, Bob. I yeah. love it. I love it. This is great. Now yeah. we're getting into it. Yeah. I want to get into some like technicals that, you know, really apply to here in Oregon because I feel like, you know, as the rest of the country, perhaps maybe some, well, I don't know, the rest of the world is pretty. Like I hear stories out of Canada. I hear stories out of Europe, Australia. They're still pretty much under the boot right now. But it seems like as, as Americans, like most of the country is moving away from all this tyranny, whereas Oregon specifically is moving like We're headlong on into it, blast. holding on. And specifically, some of the things, more recent developments. My good like, buddy Kate Brown's result yeah. causing all that. Exactly. She's, she's, exactly. A, she's a nice little puppet for China yeah. helping to implement their model here to show the rest of the nation. So, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so I've, so, I've been... I've been calling Oregon the 45th district of the CCP for exactly, a year now. Exactly. Okay. Absolutely is. Um, but so so kind of in our little circles, you know, a lot of the things, the discussions have been around like House Bill 3057 that recently got passed, right? The one uh, regarding... The individually um, identifiable Yeah. So so how like the, 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 the public... Now it can be made readily available certain what what used to be private health information and then and also embedded within that is like the the discussion related to ORS 433121 which talks about how they can detain you if they deem you to be a public health risk stuff like that like what are some some of of the implications of this some of those laws have been on the books for a while yeah the ability to detain and quarantine people who are infected Uh, and and that's what we've always done in the past if there's been an infectious disease outbreak we quarantine people who are sick, yeah. not people who are healthy. Yeah. Yeah. This is the first time in the history of the world yeah. 
that healthy people have been quarantined and locked down. Um, and that PCR test is telling healthy people that they're not healthy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. Um, Carrie Mullis does a good job of tearing apart uh, Anthony Fauci when talking about the PCR test as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Um, Carrie, Carrie was the creator of that test and yep. says it was never designed for diagnostic purposes. Right. It's a production Amplification. Process. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the bills that passed 3057 made some technical changes, but the vast majority of that, the statutes that that affected had already been in place. Yes, there's some expansion of who OHA could share um, private health information with, uh, particularly in relation to COVID. Um, that also has some sunset provisions in there. It only extends for another year or two. I think 2022 it expires. Mm. Um, so it's not a long lasting, it's just to, to deal with the pandemic or pandemic. Quote, quote unquote pandemic. Yeah, yeah. 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 Quote, unquote, quote unquote pandemic. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. To, for, to force the healthy to comply essentially yes. if they, if they decide mm -hmm. to. Absolutely. So obviously, you know, my, my initial thinking of it was like how this, this ties into the concept of the vaccine passport for lack of a better word, or some sort of like, requirement to provide identification like like you go to a store and they'll have some kiosk and they they can their your public information is now stored in that kiosk and they can scan it and be like oh no sir you can't come in because you've not been vaccinated is that do you think do you see that it leads to that at all or i think there are some who would like to see that instituted yeah um i think the whole vaccine passport um is truly a um a cover mm -hmm. it's being it goes beyond that I think it's an attempt to create what's going on in China with their social yes. credit Absolutely. control. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's a worldwide plan. Um, mm -hmm. It's not just the U.S. that's, you know, under the gun, so to speak, with all of this. Yeah. And because of our freedoms and our Bill of Rights, um, we're standing in the way of holding back the rest of the world from being forced into uh, conforming. And being plugged into, you know, yeah, you can't do what you want to do or where you want to do. We need people over here. So, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, I Those who are in control, the, the puppet masters. Yeah. Yeah. I just saw an article today that the European Union is, is trying to get a digital passport yep. for across the whole the whole European Union. Um, so and it, they don't even mention the vaccine in the article is interesting. But but just all your identity. And identifying information, which is, is just it's going to the China model. It's it's we you're a number well, system, your data at that point. Yeah. Well, let's just put a chip in you that can be read. Of course, that contains of course. all that data. Okay, well, um, let's put a chip in you that uh, you get paid your cryptocurrency yeah. for all of the yeah. work. Yeah, I mean, there are patents out there that uh, Bill Gates owns. Yep. Yeah, with devices that will monitor. Yep. five or six different uh, outputs from your body to determine whether you're actually doing work or not. So yeah, if you're not doing what you're supposed to do, you're not going to get your paid. Exactly, exactly. It says it actually in that patent says your body act it'll monitor your body activity data and your brain activity possibly literally in the patent. And what is that patent number, folks, ladies and gentlemen? Oh six oh six W O two zero two zero zero six zero six zero six. Okay, there we go. Yes, and it's just insane. It's just you guys insane. are on top of this. Oh. I'm impressed. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh -huh. we've been doing this for a year. Oh, too. we've been diving. We've been doing the deep dives. Yes, indeed. Oh man. So, um, uh, let's see. So vaccine passports, uh, 
Oh, I had one other thing on that, but it's just it just eluded me. So, so do you vaccine think... passports are a complete? Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Well, they are so unconstitutional oh, in yeah. American. It's just yep. And it, and it astounds me that, and there is the social conditioning and brainwashing again, that some people are so much in favor of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That we're even entertaining I, it. That we even yep. have to have these conversations as American exactly. citizens. Like what, we've yes. lost the last generation. Like something yeah. terrible has happened yeah. here. And, and uh, we know what a lot of those terrible things are, but it's, it, we're, we're like looking back on like, whoa, they hit us with this and now eyes are opening and we're going mm-hmm. back to see, you know, agenda, you know, 2030 coming, you know, to pass. And we're watching the UN and who runs, you know, the NIH. And we're watching all of these same players transfer. I mean, it, it's right. And now that the matrix is shattered, it's. Uh, and it's and another thing, another thing on that too. It's like uh, so. There's been a lot of controversy, you know, in the headlines that certain politicians are are equating what we're seeing now to the Holocaust. Right? They're saying like, oh, the vaccine passport or whatever, wearing a mask in a store. That's that's as bad as the Holocaust. And it's like, no, 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 no. That's not. I don't think what we're trying to argue here. What we're trying to say is what we're seeing now and the type of top-down authoritarian control. Um, you know, if you follow the model of this 10 stages of genocide, like it leads, like like the, the idea of classification, dehumanization, polarization, what we're seeing is exactly the same as the lead up to what caused the Holocaust. So yes. we're not saying that this is the same as the murder of millions of innocent people. What we're saying is like, this type of authoritarian structure it's, is the same as the repeating. lead up to that. Yeah, I mean, it's exactly. pretty, it's pretty it clean, is. cut and dry. You know, I don't see how, how that's controversial. No. I don't know. I am... Um, it's it's odd. I have you know, several friends that are of Jewish background yeah. that are, get offended whenever that comparison gets made. I, um, I also have a picture of a protest that happened in Israel back in February um, when they were protesting a vaccine passport in Israel, and big banner sign compares the yellow star to the vaccine passport. Yeah. Um, so it's just just the same thing. It's just another step in the progression. Absolutely. Um, look at how society is you know marginalizing those you know it's happened to us anti-vaxxers for oh, yeah. years oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah we've been you know stereotyping subject to prejudice for years yeah. you know, vaccinate your damn kids yeah oh yeah oh yeah i hate it when they had the damn yeah. yeah yeah i mean excuse me you know it's my child i get yeah. to decide what gets injected into my child's body it's my body yeah I'm an autonomous human being. I am sovereign over my own body. And if I'm not sovereign over my own body, I'm a slave to somebody. Yep. Yes. 100%. That's it. 100%. That's it. We're trying to break that paradigm. Yeah. So I remember what I was going to say. And so my plan, you know, in the event that there is some sort of situation or confrontation or if this does this, you know, here in Oregon, if they do start to require some sort of piece of paper or some sort of digital passport to go into a store, I look at uh, things like Article 1, Section 20 of the Oregon State Constitution that says that you cannot pass a law that that applies to certain rules to this set of people over here and not these certain people over here. Apartheid. Apartheid. So I feel like it is my duty as a citizen to oppose unconstitutional things like that. Am I incorrect? Like, Like if there's a law or something that literally is fundamentally unconstitutional, it is my obligation to oppose that. Right? Well, it's funny. You know, I've been practicing law since 1985. And uh, lawyers are really good at saying, well, the words say that, but we didn't really mean that uh, in a lot in a lot of ways. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> and there are a number of different statutory interpretation things and it, it comes to interpreting constitutional phrases as well. And um, it's not as blanket coverage as you would think. And for that 
clause to apply, and I think it does in this situation. Um, are we talking about a true class? Is it is it really a class that's defined, or is it the law that's defining the class? Mm. Um, here, we're talking about the class of people who are naturally born who haven't modified their body with a GNA therapy yeah. technique, right? Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a true class of people. Yes. And it's vaccinated versus unvaccinated. Sometimes some of the case law talks about some classes, the, the class has to be immutable. It can't be changed. Mm. Well, this is a, one of those classes that can be changed. You can become vaccinated. Mm. You can't go become unvaccinated once you're vaccinated, but mm -hmm. you can be changed from a unvaccinated person to a vaccinated person. But the class is also one that through is socially recognized as having been subject to adverse social prejudice. Mm -hmm. And you can definitely say that about anti-vaxxers. Absolutely. 100%. It's, it's gotten worse and worse over the past five or 10 years. Um, I started collecting memes. I've got a collection of memes of anti-vax memes that are, you know, just, cruel and disgusting statements about people towards those, you know, you know, make sure you get your crotch goblins vaccinated. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. That's gross, you know? man. That's I, um, I, when I was a kid, we used to have chicken pox parties. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. totally. Yep. Now it's like, now it's like, don't go to Tommy's house. He's unvaccinated. You're going to die. Yeah. 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 I don't know. So, so the, definitely the, Social prejudice is there as an element that makes it such that if and when a, a lawsuit gets taken challenging a vaccine passport in Oregon, I'm pretty confident that a objective court, and I use that word, emphasize that word objective, yeah. um, because I'm not sure if we have one today, I don't no. uh, particularly after their ruling uh, last year with uh, the, the emergency. governor's emergency powers. Yeah. That blew my mind such. that our, I mean, I shouldn't have yeah. for Oregon, but I was really disheartened and discouraged because I thought, oh, if go, I, I was waiting for it to go to the Supreme Court. I wish that it would. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to stand up because this is, this is obvious violation of civil liberties. This is obvious violation. Like we're just, we're so beyond these emergent, this 30 days and the fact that they upheld it, I just really lost all faith in our state Supreme Court that day. Yeah. That last, yeah. that was a terrible move, terrible move. And so, it, and it said they all are just bought into this agenda. So I have no doubt that unvaccinated is a true suspect class, but whether there's a overriding government interest that says that the discrimination is okay, that's going to be the key turning point for a court to decide is public health. And it comes down to what they consider the true science on it is, is an unvaccinated healthy person a risk? No. Are they slightly more of a risk because they're unvaccinated? I suppose so. But gee, if your vaccine works, what are you worried about? Right. It's well, the unvaccinated people who are exposing themselves and the ones that are incurring the risk to themselves. They're not sharing that risk on the vaccinated population, are they? <clears throat> you can't have it both ways. The vaccine either works for you or it doesn't. Right. Yeah, none of these manufacturers claim that their vaccine stops the spread or prevents transmission. Well, I mean, the studies um, weren't designed. But OHA will tell you that it's safe yeah. and effective, and it'll, yeah, we need to attain herd immunity with a vaccine that doesn't create immunity. Hmm. Yeah, how does that how does that work exactly? Well, right. you just change the definition oh, I get of herd it. immunity. 
my vaccine works only if you wear your mask if you're not unvaccinated. Yeah. Oh, and yes, exactly. Oh, God. That, that's the logic of OHA. My vaccine will only work if you wear a mask if you're not vaccinated. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's, it's just crazy. It's crazy. <clears throat> One other area, and there's a couple of different uh, routes I want to go down here, is the idea of consent, right? And the idea of consent, I think, is becoming muddied, and they're trying to uh, they're trying to push it into really dark corners, in my opinion. It can, it can, it can spill out into other areas if we once we start adopting vac- uh, uh, consent in the way that they're trying to when it comes to like children and vaccines. You know mm-hmm. that could be troublesome in other areas. You know, I, I want to definitely talk about like here in Oregon. I've heard cases of, you know, like little ice cream trucks and stuff or something. I don't actually. That was Canada. Was the ice cream? I one. was reading about the but, Oregon but, City. Heard, that Oregon was... City. Okay, so they're they're doing like vaccine clinics. Where they were keeping parents out keeping and they had police out. presence and they were escorting children in under, I think there was like a treat being offered yeah, and parents weren't being allowed to approach. And that to me <laughs> feels like it should, it's illegal. Where's the parental sovereignty and how, if, how are children able to safely give consent? And with this dialogue that they're pushing that, um, and Scott could quote it better, but where they're essentially saying that, look, if you send your child yeah. to school on so the days that consent. we're doing vaccine cl- clinics, if, if they're there, then that means you've consented, whether or not okay. you consent. That's it. It's the idea. Uh, of where, where, what happens impl- when implied consent? Implied consent. Yeah. And what happens if when when one of these children dies or is sick that that the parents? Because I know you know. I mean, to me, I'm, it's, I'm I know it's cut and dried, but we're talking about like vaccine manufacturers. They don't have liability when you've given consent but if you haven't given consent and now they're hurting or killing you with it well are we getting into a different gray area because now we're not we're not vaccinated that that was meant to be under people who were consenting to being vaccinated not people who are being vaccinated against their will um and it and it just it blows my mind that we have a situation where we have I mean, it shouldn't because they're government agents, but that we have our police officers who, you know, live in the communities among us starting to uphold and enforce these crimes against the most innocent among us while completely invalidating the sovereignty of the parents over their children. Honestly, my position is that vaccinating a child with this experimental vaccine for a disease that they have a 99.9959% chance of surviving for the purpose of trying to protect the elderly or immunocompromised is a crime against humanity. Yes. Mm -hmm. 100%. Um, It's disgusting. But they can't convince us that we have to have it to go to work if they didn't convince us to stick it in our children's (coughs) arm. And it's like you say, that once they take it, that was where I feel like in Oregon, we lost a lot of ground and I'm sure nationwide, but I can only speak to here when they, when they got us to mask our kids, that was like the foot in the door. Like the next thing is we're going to get you to take your kids down and get them this vaccine. And then by, you know, affiliation, you're going to have it. It was just a holding. Yeah. It was just a holding place. Yeah. Um, It's been on the books for a long time Um, in Oregon. Children who are 15 and older can obtain medical or dental treatment without the consent of their parents. The statute also says that the doctor who provides the care or treatment or dentist who provides the care or treatment can advise the parent, may advise the parent that it's occurred uh, without incurring any liability for breaking the child's confidentiality or whatnot. Doctors turn it around completely and will often refuse to tell parents what they've done, which is an outrage right. in my mind, particularly for a product like the vaccine that's got no liability. And if on the off chance 
that a child has an adverse event that requires medical attention, that parent's going to be on the hook for it. Yeah. You're going to be financially responsible because no one else is, and the child certainly doesn't have the means. And nobody knows why that child's having a reaction. Who who knows? They they're not exactly. They're just in there because they're sick. They don't know. How can the parent know how to treat the child if they don't know what the problem is Mm -hmm. in the first place? If if they don't know, oh, you Johnny got a vaccine today, like, and that's what that's why he's having this reaction. So I need to treat it this way. I'm just like, ah, you know, he's just having a little seizure. That's weird, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, well, and Western medicine isn't going to treat him. Anyway, like yeah. they're, the answers aren't there. They're not sure. going to get oxygen or ozone, you know, therapy the, or heavy metal detox. You know, the CDC recommended, and uh, several local health agent departments have already done so. Marion County, being one, I've seen a copy of it. Sent out alert to all the providers saying, "Be on the lookout for myocarditis, yeah. um, particularly among teens when getting the COVID vaccine." Yeah. Uh, the number of reports to the VAERS vaccine adverse event reporting system of teen injuries more than tripled Mm -hmm. in the past couple of weeks as we've started adding 15 and 16 year olds and 17 year olds to getting the vaccines. All these perfectly healthy individuals, perfectly healthy a year ago, perfectly healthy up till the day of the vaccine would have continued to be perfectly healthy had they not been shoved full of experimental toxins. And and let's not even forget though that even even based on their data, which I believe is very skewed, like we, it is pretty much proven that children don't get and and or spread this virus. I mean, you kids, kids, even if even if they were to get it, they don't spread it. So there's there's really no good reason to vaccinate a child other than it's to further that agenda. It's the agenda and the indoctrination. There's, there's actually a study out of Spain, I believe, that showed that the presence of small children in a household with adults helped provide a buffer mm-hmm. and helped protect the elder, the older members of the household and prevented them from getting it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) self-amplifying virus spreaders, Um, which which leads me to kind of my and I'm sure we can come back to that because there's so much more to talk about with 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 the the childhood stuff and just the crime of it, how the police are enforcing, like keeping the parents away. That's just insane to me. I I wanted I wanted to hear your thoughts. But anyway, so there's also all this stuff about uh, self-amplifying mRNA vaccines. Have you heard anything about this whole realm Um, and the idea of. You know, I've got a we've got a study here from 2018 from John Hopkins University talking about the science behind self-amplifying mRNA vaccines. The idea being you introduce the vaccines into a population, uh, you know, a small number of people or animals, but it does specifically talk about humans, uh, introduce it to a small number of uh, people in 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 a population and then the vaccine itself will spread throughout the community. Because how is that not a complete violation of informed consent? Like, isn't that just across the board? Uh, something that is just internationally considered just illegal. It's a crime so against many, humanity so that nobody levels. can take back now. Yeah. Um, I can't disagree with you one bit. Yeah. I mean, that totally obliterates informed consent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, fluoride in our water takes, you know, obliterates informed consent. Yeah, totally. Um, it's the hubris of medical minds to think that you know they can mess with one little tiny piece of our genome and you know they're going to know all of the repercussions all along the way how it's going to affect our body um in a six month nine month period of time um it just i i just shake my head and i can't fathom how they could 
if you don't know, and if the first maxim is first do no harm, mm-hmm. yeah. um, how can you proceed when you don't know? Right. Yeah, I don't know. I, you brought up fluoride. Now, just something that just caught my uh, – I'm remembering, and it's probably about six months ago I heard about this, but I believe there was a case brought into Portland about the fluoride in the water. Did you know anything about that? wouldn't be in Portland because we don't have – Portland's water is not fluoridated. Okay. Oh, wow. um, okay. I thought they've, it was been able to keep, they've been able to keep that out. Okay. Uh, there, there is a case pending somewhere that if it succeeds could result in um, municipalities having to have to stop – adding fluoride to the water. Sure. Um, I've haven't been following it and I don't know what the status of that case is, but somebody is challenging it. And you got studies from Harvard that show that, you know, it, you know verifiable. They've had more than one study that shows that fluoridating the water reduces IQ yep. by yep. five to 100%. 10 points mm-hmm. across the board. Mm-hmm. It's easier um, to swallow the information that they would like us to, to take in and just mm-hmm. do what they say to keep us quote unquote safe. Mm-hmm. As if they ever had our best interest at heart. When in the history of the world did our government or any other government have the best interest of their people at heart? And if we look further back into the medical history and we look at medical schools, I mean, I know there's a lot of good people that come out of there and they have good hearts and they have good intentions, but what they're being taught, go ahead. Now, see, on the flip side of that, maybe because Portland's water is not fluoridated, that's why Antifa is so popular in Portland. Ah, maybe. Maybe. They're riled up. They're riled up. Maybe we need some fluoride up in Portland. Maybe maybe we just need to... They're they're not docile and compliant like they are in all the other places where they're all drinking fluoridated water. I heard recently, I think it was I think it was Charlie Robinson on his podcast Macroaggressions, which, uh, you know, must-listen type stuff, but I think he was talking about how, like, after World War II, Operation Paperclip, you know, all the Nazis came over here and they were like, wait a minute, you're not putting fluoride in the water? Man, you guys got to do that. Like, this is like straight out of like tactics for that. Dude, yeah. It's so crazy. Yeah. So, um, man. So this all kind of leads to the big question, right? And I go back and forth on this, you know, black-pilled, white-pilled, you know, like, is there hope? Oh, there's no hope, you know, back and forth between that. And like, is there any way that we can win this in the court system? I feel like, I don't know. And I'm not trying to say like, we need to go, drag everybody out of their mansions with guillotines and everything and pitchforks and all that stuff. But I mean, like, can we win this thing in the courts? Is it, will good prevail in the courts or does this thing, I mean, I don't know. Do we, do we, uh, or do we have know. to break away society and retreat just, to the hills? Yeah. With the right case, the right fact scenario and the right makeup on the court, I think we can and will win it in the courts. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm an eternal optimist. Um, and I, I'll, I'll never give up hope and believing that we will defeat that. Um, I did some research the other day on, you know, it all comes back to Jacobson versus Massachusetts, yep. right? Yep. Supreme yep. Court case, 1905, yep. smallpox outbreak in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Um, what's our survival rate with COVID right now? For those in the 60, under 16 Oregon, it's 99.95. Yeah. I just I looked at today's weekly report and, random numbers um, for everybody from zero to 60. Sure. And yeah, 99.985. Okay. Um, when some, Jacobson was decided there was a smallpox outbreak in Cambridge, the fatality rate was 17% of the people infected. Hmm. That's significantly different than half a percent of people dying from a virus. Yeah. Um, Oregon's population is 
4 million, 4.25 million roughly. We just broke 200,000 people infected, period. There's still 4 million people who either have never been tested and had it or have never had it. Those 4 million people are still alive if they had it. Yeah. They didn't die from it. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. We already know and the so, science behind the masks didn't save them. So it wasn't yeah. that. Yeah. It wasn't that. <laughs> so, in terms of a threat to society, COVID nowhere near matches how dangerous smallpox was. Mm-hmm. And the risk of an unvaccinated person circulating among 4 million people is nowhere near what it was in Cambridge in the midst of a smallpox outbreak. Um, and in that case, though, you always have to mention what the what the other side doesn't mention is that, that he didn't he just had to pay a fee. Right. He had to pay a fine. Correct. Right. Yeah, and, it wasn't he what they didn't strap him to a gurney and bring yeah. him to the hospital and forcibly inject his arm with the. Uh, the smallpox vaccine. No, he had to pay a fine of five dollars. As Alan Dershowitz uh, would have us believe. Is yeah. So, A-okay. so what, what, what would you say? Yeah. What would you say to Alan Dershowitz if you were face to face with him here, <laughs> Mister? Just for um, our listeners that don't know, our listeners that don't know, he's Mister. Uh, the state has the right to drag you out of your house and, and plunge, plunge a needle, needle into your, your arm. arm. Yeah. Yeah. Alan, I think had a. Um, Alan and our. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. had yeah. a nice yep. discussion. Oh, yeah. And I think I think uh, after that discussion, I don't know that Alan would continue to hold to that position. Okay. Um, I think he's done some more research and dove into it a little bit deeper since then. And I think he would uh, recant that statement today. Uh, uh, he there's was also on... another, there's also a very, another interesting um, quote in the Jacobson case that people overlook. And I, I'll try to recite it from memory, but I'm I'm not going to get it exactly perfect. I was going to try to pull it up, but I haven't got it yet. It says, however, there is there is a realm of which that no government, including a government elected by the representatives of the people, that which it cannot cross. And to me, that gene therapy potentially modifying my DNA is that realm that cannot be crossed. Yeah. I, you know, I believe in a, you know, creator of the universe. I don't know what you want to call him. Yeah. Him, her, it, there is a Supreme being that created all of us. And we all are you know, creatures of nature mm-hmm. born of this earth, having our own individual free will. And I am my DNA. My DNA defines who I am. And I am not going to allow any government or any company to inject something in me that's could even potentially alter my DNA. Mm-hmm. That's just not going to happen. Period. Yeah, absolutely. It could be a lethal injection. It could. It could yeah. be. It's just. It could. Oh, be. It literally is. It has been. For has been. Forty six hundred yeah. people now that have claimed it. Uh, yeah. Um, at least probably a much higher number, but based on like uh, what we know of how much gets reported. Number in Europe is over 16,000 now. Wow. They must have a more. just what's being reported because we know that uh, in a lot of places they're burying that data and they're not attributing it to COVID. They're, they're labeling it with all kinds of other things. Well, I would bet that they are calling it COVID and not calling it the the vaccine. Not the vaccine. Correct. So it's, you know, yeah, not being reported accurately. I mean, it's also, we're also seeing some of the reported uh, deaths on bears disappear. 
Wow. Okay. Really? I, I, yes. Number, numbers of I, Dr. Henry Ely has been tracking it on a weekly basis. And why would numbers go down? Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, there's cover up. I mean, it's it's just it's so obvious that to anybody that that sees it, like it's so funny that I, I talk to people who are still completely into the whole, you know, just maskies, right? For lack of a better words, total maskies, right? And I, and I tell them about Verds. I'm like, hey, go look into Verds. You know, that's your assignment. Go go look into Verds. And they come back to me and they're like all excited because they're like they're like, oh well, it's just a bogus system. Like anybody can report on it. I'm like, yeah, that's the whole point. That's the whole point. Why wouldn't they have, like, if this is the most important thing in the history of human civilization, this response to COVID and the vaccine rollout with this massive amounts of money and everything poured into it, why wouldn't they have this, like, robust system with very, 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 very mandatory, accurate... to a passive system. Yeah, where, where we can it, collect realistic, accurate data. They have it out there purposefully <clears throat> as, like, this honeypot of nonsense so that it can easily be discredited and sweep it all under the rung as nonsense conspiracy theory. But yet they always talk, point to VIRS as what they use for their post-marketing surveillance to make sure that there aren't any problems. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. So they get their cake yeah. and eat it too, right? They get it. Bingo. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, it's the perfect system for treachery and diet. Under the, under the, under the prep act with respect to the COVID vaccine, it's not a mandatory, not, it's not a voluntary system. It is a mandatory system. Doctors are required to report adverse events. Okay. However, um, I have a friend that lives up in Woodland, Washington that knows a uh, former, she's still a nurse, but a former employee of Kaiser who quit because she was not allowed to chart adverse events in the medical charts of her patients. Yeah, we're hearing. Specifically instructed not to and said, I can't work under these conditions anymore. I, it's morally ob- objective to me. I will not do that. Um, if you caught Del Bigtree's High Wire episode today, uh, he was That's talking to one of the nurses he was talking to one of the nurses who's uh, part of the lawsuit against uh, Texas Methodist Hospital, who was just trying to mandate the EUA vaccine to all its employees. And she, I was just, just listening to her before we started, and she said the same thing. I was not allowed to chart adverse events. I was specifically instructed not to. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where's that cover-up coming from? Why are hospital administrators instructing their staff not to record adverse events? I mean, we've heard that across the board yeah. from, from hospitals. And yep. like there is, there's definitely some, some, like, I can't pinpoint exactly who it is, where, but like that is, that is happening across the country at least. Mm-hmm. Right. Like mm-hmm. we, we do, we have, we've seen evidence that of all over the place. So. Well, and I think they're able to, Oh, sorry to interrupt you. No, no, you're good. I think they're able to get away with not reporting also voluntarily to the system. My ex-husband's grandfather, took the first dose of the vaccine because the family was very adamant and they all thought CNN was right. Mm. Um, and then he, he got very, very, very sick and was in the hospital and he got out and quote unquote began eating, eating pudding, being able to eat pudding. And that same day that he was able to eat pudding again, they took him down for the second vaccine and he is now passed. Mm. Um, and n- the family will not, n- the doctors, the family, they're, they said it's old age. He had other mm-hmm. issues. We're not acknowledging mm-hmm. that it was the vaccine at all not not i but this whole sect of people and i think that's happening a lot and the cdc the looks at there's as of the last update i think we're up to 4600 in the u.s right yeah. cdc says there's no discernible pattern yeah, yeah there is um <laughs> over 40 percent of them occur within the first 24 to 48 hours post-injection yeah. if they were random and people are dying just because they're gonna die naturally You'd expect the same amount occurring 
each day. Each day would be the same amount of people dying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Same number of people would die on the first day as died on the 10th day after the injection. Yep. Yes. But it's not happening that way. No. Um, and I've been saying all along, I will believe that they, every one of those deaths is a coincidence when I read one story of somebody dying while waiting in line to get the vaccine. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Love that. That's yeah, great. Absolutely. That's great. That's a perfect little meme right there. Yeah, that's that's great. Sure. Bob, do you know how to make memes? That, that's a good one, man. Make it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, <clears throat> man, crazy. I mean, crazy, I think crazy. The, the, the bigger question, I mean, I've always said with the, with the, um, with the childhood schedule, I mean, the CDC has the data. They could they could just use the data they have to give us the vax versus unvax study that we've always wanted, you know. But they, the CDC is bought mm -hmm. and paid for by they would Big never Pharma. do it. They would never do it because they know what they'd see. I mean, it takes yeah. like a Dr. Yeah. Paul Thomas to to do it out of his practice where he has you know vaccinated, partially vaccinated, and unvaccinated children, and the evidence is right there, right? But like we mm -hmm. could do this on a massive scale if if we had uh, you know regulation agencies that actually work for the people, right? Yeah, now, it's been a captive agencies are nothing new in Washington. Yeah. Um, the FDA has always been in, you know, captive in the industries have been the ones who've always it's been a revolving door of yeah. personnel between the regulatory agencies and the industries themselves. Right. And they've never, you know, it was created 1900 or so, I think. Teddy Roosevelt was responsible for creating the Food and Drug Administration. Um, and from day one, it's always been a captive agency. Mm. Yeah. CDC is no better. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They waive their conflicts of interest. Um, when, when there's no scientific data whatsoever to suggest that 12 to 15-year-olds can safely get the Pfizer vaccine, but say, let's do it anyways. And, oh, by the way, you can also give the other childhood vaccines at the same time. Yeah. Where is the study that says that that's safe? It yeah. does not exist, but they're just going to assume that it is because, oh, it's safe to give all the other vaccines at the same time. So it must be safe to also give those vaccines and the COVID vaccine at the same time. Must yeah, be. That's insane. It must be. It's, it's insanity. Yeah. It must There's be. no <laughs> scientific basis whatsoever to it. And it's blanket medicine because they they would do it to a six-month-old, to a 15-year-old. It, it doesn't matter yeah. to them. And that's another thing you were talking about, the whole, you know, it, the genome, you know, sequencing and how they've, you know, looked at one little part and just the, the hubris of them being able to think that, oh, well, now I understand what's going to happen forevermore, but they don't. And the same vaccine that they would give him, they would give a new baby. It doesn't matter to them. And, and really, when you look at this, for anybody to actually pretend that this isn't a grand experiment and we're the guinea pigs and that they're not just diabolically jotting this down, not to help us, not to further us, not to save us from big, bad, pretend COVID, but, but to enslave us and to depopulate us and to make sure that we cannot procreate and to make sure that we're afraid of one another and to create a, this divisive world. I think so. it's to, this is the starting point of them. I mean, I think this goes along with, with all of the, the Great Reset and, and yeah, all this it stuff. It, yeah. it's, it's part of it's, the agenda. They need to get into our bodies. Yeah. Yeah. They need in. They're, they're, get, they're this getting is closer. Their path in. They're getting well, closer. Once they get, let's say the vaccine, and then we're going to agree for them to put the chips in our brain. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, they're going to make think... that illustrious. It's like the, the Brave New World where we're going to be begging for it. Oh, I can't wait. You know, it's going to be so fun. And um, now it's, it's the law of unintended consequences. Ooh, there you go. You know, you, you really don't know what the effect is. Because uh, the studies haven't been done. Yeah. Um, you start messing around with gene therapy. Um, this whole COVID vaccine thing. I'm going to date myself here. We're going to take you back to uh, an episode of the original Star Trek. 
series. Very first season, uh, episode called Miri. Um, the landing party lands on this Earth-like planet where one of the guys in red shirts who always dies in those episodes in the landing party um, gets attacked by this grotesque creature. Um, they only shoot him with a stun on his phaser, but it's enough to kill the, the creature. Um, then they find that the planet is only populated by kids, children, yeah. and young teens. Um, and they discover that the scientists on that planet were working on these experiments to prolong life. And it worked mm. for the kids. Those kids were 300 years old. But all the adults died and all the children, when they hit puberty, turned into those grotesque creatures and died. Wow. Oh. Wow. Crazy. I um, Of course, Captain or Dr. McCoy saves the day with creating a vaccine from the serum oh, from ah, one of the people. Man. <laughs> man. Wow. <laughs> they knew what they were but, Serious programming. I mean, we talk about the programming, programming all the time, but it really does just seep into every little thing. Yeah, wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, so from a legal perspective, I want to ask you, so um, did Fauci perjure himself? And do we have yeah. enough? Do we have enough on these fools like the Klaus Schwabs of the world, the Fauci's of the world, the Bill? Do we have enough for crimes against, crimes humanity, against humanity? Nuremberg II tomorrow. Well, there's a German. Do we have in Germany, right? Yeah, something like that. There's yeah. a trial in Germany. Correct. Question is, do we have a body, a government that hasn't been captured by pharma, yeah. that isn't part of the problem themselves? Mm. That's going to prosecute themselves. Yeah. Maybe. No. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, maybe that's why. Maybe Russia. That's all the demonization in Russia. I mean, the Tanzanian president of Tanzania. We could have done it in Tanzania, but they took him out, right? Yeah. Belize. Uh, yeah. What was it? They what did was take it? Him uh, out. What yeah. was? Um, what's that um, other one that uh, was got the bribe money in Eastern Europe? That uh, Belize, right? No, 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 no. Um, there, there was one country in Eastern Europe that uh, oh, I can't remember. Yeah, our friend Alex Craner was telling us about it, um, but they were they were all, he went public that the president said that um, you know they'd offered him a billion dollars to lock down his country and he said no. It was so. Belize. While uh, while the victors in World War Two, yeah, no, it was no. While the victors in World War Two did put you know many people on trial and we got the Nuremberg Code yep. that came out of that. Um, those same victors also through Operation Paperclip took yep. the other scientists and doctors who they didn't try but who were participating in the same experiments and same programs and brought them to this country where they continue to do the same thing. So, you know, it was a show, show trial for the world even back then. Yeah, um, absolutely. Whether or not, you know, there's a, we're, nobody's going to attack us and take us over, well, and maybe China, but are they going to put Fauci on trial if uh, China overruns the U.S.? No. No, yeah. Mean, yeah, they helped. They helped create the virus in their laboratory. So, yeah, absolutely, and, like and, and, most, and most likely released virus. it rather than escaping yeah. from well, there. And like with all the other deep Belarus. state crime that they, oh yes. Belarus. Belarus, but like everything yeah. else, we're not we're not prosecuting and looking into Hunter Biden. No. We're not looking into Hillary Clinton. We're not looking into Barack Obama. We're not. So. I mean, I I was so excited James and like vindicated was, yeah. that, that because we've been speaking these truths and like you know losing people that we love and and having people to separate out from us for for to, to dare even try to shine light and try to help people through this you know <laughs> diabolical brainwashing and and this murder of humanity um, and it's just uh, 
shoot, where was I going with that? Where were we the same? Crimes against humanity. Maybe. Yeah, it you is. Know, to follow up along it along those lines is one of the saddest realizations that I've come to as an attorney after thirty five plus years of practicing and it didn't even take me that long to get there is that we do have a two tiered justice system in this country. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the rule of law applied to all. You know, it depends who you are and where your power structure is, whether or not the law will be applied to you the way it should be or not. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Certain laws for us and then other laws for Ghislaine Maxwell, right? There you go. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, totally. It's true. Yeah. Although uh, she hasn't gotten bail yet, so there's hope. Uh, yeah. There. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Well, we're going to keep an eye on that one. Yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. And so, I wonder yeah, just, if she's really in there, though. Yeah, we haven't, God, we haven't seen know. a legitimate. Well, we saw some. There's a weird photo of her. A, a weird photo is not a, a mugshot a, photo. But we don't want to get Bob tied into a, a, a <laughs> yeah, Ghislaine Maxwell okay, Jeffrey Epstein discussion. So that. But just in terms of prosecution, like the way that the deep state notoriously right in front of our faces they're they're letting criminals go like obvious blatant yeah oh yeah crimes yeah. and we're all just Hunter, watching Hunter it. Biden. There you go. that's what i was saying yeah, yeah. so i mean the yeah. idea that yeah. fauci is going to come to any sort of justice i mean we know what happened with the whole aids thing way yeah. back in the day like there's he's not coming to justice but it's just about how many people can see the the, the lack somebody's of justice gonna, happen and stand up for themselves somebody's got to be the fall guy you know, yep. He may be the one that's being sacrificed by them. Yep. Yep. But he's not gonna he's not gonna suffer the uh true consequences sure. that he should for his actions. No, you know I mean? that's what I'm saying. That's why we need I mean, we need some sort of something there. Yeah, I've been saying I think I think with these I mean, emails he's been deserving and, of consequences since the AIDS. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. 100%. Absolutely. The fact that he stayed in any sort of position of power in the government, much less as related to health, is just uh, the highest paid highest paid employee of the government. Federal yeah. government, yeah, the highest paid employee. Yeah, that was a <laughs> yeah. weird realization. That's crazy. Yeah. But, Shoot. Yeah, I think uh, I am I starting to think, though, that Fauci and Bill Gates could be fall guys yep. at this point. Yep, yep. You know, I, I still want to see them at Chateau d'If. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh. You know, from uh, what's the movie? Um, Chicago Monte Cristo. Oh, it's a new but, one. But I mean, but those, those were innocent people they sent there to torture. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Interesting. I'm not advocating torture for anyone, but I'm just yeah. saying that. <laughs> no, we're not advocating torture. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, Let's see. Not so just, podcast, just for the record, not. yeah, not on the podcast. We're not going to do that. <laughs> so that was uh, Belarus we were talking about. Yes, Belarusian yes. President uh, Lukashenko was offered $1 billion by the IMF, the International Monetary Fund, to implement COVID lockdowns in his country. And he said no and went public with that. So there you go. So well, you don't have to threaten coerce so and Belarus, pay for a real pandemic. Belarus, people, are, people are dead. People we, are in the streets. You're losing family members. It's obvious to people around you that there's a mass problem with the sickness and death, and that's not what happened here. You don't have to pay people to convince them of something that's actually killing them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pay the hospitals to call it to, COVID. to cover it up. Yeah. So we've got so, Belarusian, yeah, I, Belarusian. I have a hard time listening to Kate Brown. Oh. I can't. I I did not pay attention to the uh, press conference when he announced the lottery that uh, oh. you know, chance chance to win a million dollars or oh, whatnot. Man. Is that our taxpayer money? But I, Is that right? But last week, last week I was driving somewhere and I was listening to the radio, and the radio came on with an ad about the fact, you know, you mm -hmm. could win a million dollars. And it, it was a clip from her press conference. Oh, God. And the talk about programming and, you know, tacit consent. The last line that she said would, it's a chance to change your life. Mm. <laughs> That's the truth. That's the yeah. truth. And it just, yeah. it just hit me. It's like, Oh my God! I can't believe she just said that. But yeah. they're telling you what they're doing. People are agreeing. They're telling you what they're doing. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. 
And whether or not you're awake to it and you have discernment is what separates out whether or not you will fall for their spells and their lies to, to get you to be enslaved. And I mean, and I feel like that there's, I always get into the spiritual aspect with this, you know, the whole possibility of this shot that they're injecting into people causing issues with like your spiritual center to with your pineal gland with your ability to connect to and relate to your higher source whoever that might be for you yeah. that's how we do that that's how we do that and so the whole fluoride in the water causing that to harden up like all of this seems like it's such a um, and a lot of people don't see it this way, but to me, it's just so clear. This is just a corruption of organic humanity away from God and God's creation and what is natural for us in order to get us to live in this weird Luciferian machine-like, you know, false reality um, as if that's as if that's the superior way. And it's sort of like that spiritual pitting again. Like it, to me, this is spiritual warfare, and it's just playing out under all of these different banners. But this is what we're seeing happen. I mean, and you can look at Bill Gates, and you can look at and, Fauci, and, and that's you can why look. You and know, that's why I'm an eternal optimist because yeah. in the end, I know who wins. I, yes. I know. That's I was thinking that. Yes. That I was like, okay. God did not promise it would be easy, but he did promise victory. And in yes. that, we will rest. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Wow, guys. What an amazing chat. I love this. So, Bob, I want to ask, is there anything that you'd like our listeners, like any final thoughts or anything that you would like to point our listeners to or anything you'd like to promote I, or anything like that? Most important thing I can say is be in Salem Yeah. Wednesday, June 9th. Okay. I would love to see five, 6,000 people. Yeah. On the mall across from the Capitol, I want to. I want this to blow away Timber Unity. Yeah, there you go. From the big one that they had last year. Awesome. And let's. And some people are complaining. Why are you doing this on a Wednesday instead of a weekend? Well, the legislatures aren't working. Yeah, exactly. They're at home. Yep. It's an empty building. It's an empty building anyways because it's locked up. But you know, they are inside there doing their thing, not letting us watch them. Um, Connecting via Zoom is not being present. Um, yeah. And I want to send a message to the legislatures and state that enough is enough. We need to get our children back into school full time without ridiculous social distancing and fast face mask measures and so on. Let's focus on getting them educated again. Let's get our businesses back online. Let's get our businesses getting people in the door again instead of shuttered up um, for a disease that's 2,600 people. I mean, yeah. And when you, if you know the statistics like I do, and I'm sure you do um, with the CDC rule change on the death certificates, yes. you know, <laughs> you know, in reality, only 6% of that 2,600 people Died didn't they just COVID. lower they, it to four percent? Yep, yep, yep. So they lowered it to Seriously. five. I saw five percent. And prior for like up until about six months ago, it said two point six average comorbidities. Right oh, it's like four now it's four. It's like three point nine comorbidities. So the average comorbidities have gone up, and the overall COVID only case percentage has gone down. So that tells you like. Well, yeah. don't you worry because we're cycling the PCR tests much, yeah. much lower for people who've been fully vaccinated. 100%. So, I mean, yep, it all yep, works yep. out. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. I, had to, I had that conversation today. They're like, well, what do you have to say about the fact that all these people that are vaccinated are showing lower case numbers? And I'm like, well, you want me to explain how that works? <laughs> because they're up, cycling it at a guaranteed pull, negative And I'll pull, up, I'll pull up the CDC website where it literally says 
28, 28 or less yep. on the on CDC yep. website, where as opposed to like, we, I've got a letter from the, the head of the microbiology. Yeah. I've got, I've got an email from the head of the microbiology department at one of the hospitals here in Eugene saying that they run their cycles up to 40 cycle thresholds with any, uh, any positive, any cases up to 37 is considered a positive. So there you go. Case closed. Done deal. See you wow. later. Good night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So insanity. It's insanity. So wow. All right. Well, Bob, thank you so much for being with us tonight. It's a pleasure joining. Quite an honor. Um, I will see you on Wednesday. Whether I got to work, so you guys need to go represent. You guys, we already got some signs all made up and everything. Yeah, yeah. So have like a picture of Kate Brown as a pig on there and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wear white, white clothes, white clothes. Okay. Awesome. You got it. Now it's it's a it's a vigil for those who have lost to COVID, and everything else because of the lockdown. Cool. Now, honestly, I I don't know anybody. I honestly do not know a single person that's died with or from COVID yeah. in Oregon. Me neither. I have six friends that either lost a family member or a close friend to suicide in the past year. Yeah, yep. I have yeah. also. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. Yet oh. suicide. Yet they're not final yet, and they won't publish the final numbers for a couple more months. But the suicide statistics for Oregon are actually lower than the year prior. Interesting. Hmm. Interesting. interesting yeah yeah well, they just moved that column over maybe right. too i don't know maybe i was yeah. reading that nationwide it was up 600 percent across the last year as of i don't know I, I don't i'd have to find that study but i know i know it was it's pretty diabolical too when you lock i mean and, and i mean this gets so deep because we have you know women and children or you know toxic situations abusive situations who are locked <clears throat> indoors with their abusers they can't get out to talk to anybody they can't see a family member they can't speak to a school counselor there's there's nobody for them and and it becomes hopeless yeah let me get back to a comment i made earlier about the law of unintended consequences mm -hmm. one of the things that shows up in the data and somebody needs to do a deep dive on this when we had the lockdown last year nobody was going to their doctors for anything yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. Right. I did take a look at the statistics in the first half of the year and then the second half of the year for mortality among infants under one year of age. And three causes of the three primary causes of death for infants is accidents, congenital defects and SIDS. Yeah. Do you know how, how the first half of the year before people when people weren't doing well baby visits mm -hmm. yeah. do, do you know how much the number of infant deaths dropped in oregon did they bought them 42, out by 42 percent lower than the 10-year average prior wow yeah, yeah. because there babies weren't in there getting vaccines because, every right. couple months yep. yep there you go we need to be shouting that from the roof in, in july people started going back to the, the doctors for regular visits again the second half statistics are back on the same level that they had been prior. Wow. <clears throat> wow. That's the eugenics death cult, man. It is We're, right in, We're in their cult. grips. Well, when we look at who Bill Gates was affiliated with. Oh, yeah. From, all the way back. Yeah, all the way back. Yeah, yeah. Ernst Rudin and the whole eugenics depopulation that was exported to Nazi Germany, the whole thing. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. yeah. So well, awesome, Bob. Well, thank you yeah, so well, much, man. Have this, to, is, yeah. this is quite an honor, and like, hopefully we can catch up soon. Um, we will definitely see you out there and in the Telegram groups and all that good stuff. So thank you so much. Pleasure being here. You guys have a great evening. You, you too. too. Thank, thank you. you so much, Thanks, Bob. Bob. Oh, man, that was great to have uh, an Oregon lawyer on. That, like, mm -hmm. it, and 
Dude, obviously, so totally on the level. Totally on the level. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, yeah, good, a lot of good information, man. I, I don't know, though. I don't know if I – I mean, I – there's the one part of me that like I have hope that we're gonna win in the long run, but there's also like the short term doesn't look too bright. It's <laughs> always there's a definite looming huge plan oh. B. I mean that's absolutely it. I mean no matter where you're talking, whatever prophecy you want to refer to, it's always gonna get really dark, really awful, and we're coming up to that. I think we're getting to the really dark, awful part. Yeah. But we will prevail. Good will win. It may not happen in our lifetime. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Hopefully. I, I think the the big part though, like, is you know you talk to. Um, you know, him or Brian Fester, like these lawyers we talk to and stuff. It's like it has so much to do with the, the court that, that, that tries these cases, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and, uh, and it's just the Oregon courts are corrupt. Corrupt. Right? So corrupt. corrupt. Evil yeah. corruption. You know, yep. so I've been it's, saying that about the family courts here for a long time, and it doesn't surprise me at all how high it goes. I was surprised last year, like you mentioned about with the, what happened with the Supreme Court, you know, basically – completely stomping all over our constitution by allowing her to keep extending those emergency powers. So I guess I really lost. I shouldn't be surprised because it's Oregon, but I guess I just was because still sometimes like the deep seeds of me are like, it's not all corrupt. Like some of the people that are serving us are like serving us, but it doesn't seem to be the case. I think if you go a little east or go out of the big cities that like there, there's not corruption, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you get yeah. into those courts, you yeah. know, yeah. Right. Seems like just, I mean, there's a whole chunk of Oregon that was like trying to secede to Idaho. So, yeah, yeah that's, you know? yeah, interesting. I had yeah. uh, our, our mutual friend there, went out please? there the other day. Yeah, could, yeah. could like Springfield be like a separate little uh, static uh, part of that deal? That would be yeah. nice, please. Yeah, we, would, we would love yeah. that. Eugene has better restaurants. Just uh, uh, we, we had to pick. Well, we might be able to get like some sort of really passport. And also, it would piss off all most of the people in Eugene that that happened, and that would really. Oh, me. yeah, that'd be hilarious. Yeah. They, they would probably set up little checkpoints to go to. They'd have little Antifa camps. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, See, I just, I just like that. I'm, I'm on the. I can go to Eugene and get the benefits of Eugene, and then come home to Springfield where people are a little bit more like, awake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. fair. Mm-hmm. Yep. <coughs> yep, yep. I've been going good, dude. I've been going to stores with like you know no mask, dude. Like stores you wouldn't think of, like little mini marts and just little everything's like everywhere. No mask. Nobody's are you going shit. into nice. places that don't that has? Uh, you must mask up yeah. on the door. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Just go in and smoke oh, your shit. Right. Just fuck it. Like I'm, I'm over it. You oh, guys. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Kiss my ass. But I keep, I still, I still hear that it's. Men who are able to get away with that and women. It's my like white that. privilege that is. Well, no, I'm not saying that. I know, well, I know, it, I know you're it being was, sarcastic. It was pointed out to me at one point that that was. Well, my I want to go on the record and say that I thought that that was utter <laughs> fucking bullshit. Yeah. But okay. Totally, totally, that totally. That was so out of line. But anyways. Yeah. Anyway. 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 But yeah, so yeah. we're uh, if you're in Oregon, start pulling those masks off and uh, walk yeah. into walk into these stores yeah. because uh, a lot don't. of them aren't. Uh, I, I haven't been putting them on when I go into the stores that don't have it marked on the doors. But a lot, if you'll notice, a lot of stores are taking that sign off their door and they're just like we're not gonna ask you we don't like they just, just the average done. person be doesn't want to police that be done with it yeah, yeah. so anyway be done well, with it encouragement yes, so. <laughs> yes 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 <laughs> all right everybody well that was bob snee doing incredible work here in oregon and so much amazing information it sounds like ed and i are going to be up at the capitol on wednesday yes. we hope to see all of you there and until next time I'm Megan. Sitting here with my wonderful friends, Scott and Ed, all of us seeking truth and bringing it to you. We wish all of you intellectual prosperity. Good night. Beep, 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 beep. Beep, 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 beep,